This podcast is a production of Digital and Creative Media Works. To help support us, head to dcm.works to find links to our other show notes, Patreon, and merch. Hey guys, welcome back to the Artist Podcast, official podcast of Digital and Creative Media Works. My name is David, DCM, Creative Director, Lead Writer, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben. Hello. And this week, Ben... It's it's been a there's been a lot of video games. I know we don't we don't normally do the same media week to week back to back. We normally try and change it up. Well, did Assassin's Creed we, last we week. Did, we did Assassin's Creed last week with some films for a yeah, bit. And then we, we had, had some Mario films and some Mario. Yeah. So this week uh, we're doing another video game. Yeah. And surprise. Surprise. Uh, because it's out on the Nintendo Switch. So this it's, week it's been out for six years. It's been out for a minute. So today <laughs> we're talking about the legacy of Skyrim. Um, now, a bit of backstory for my relationship with this video game. <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, there's, like, there's, 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 I think relationship is probably the best way to describe yeah, it for it's, you. You don't have, most people don't date people for as long as I've played this video <laughs> game. Yeah, like, I think. This video game is longer than any relationship I've ever had. Yeah, it's straight up is. No, that's not true. I've been friends with you longer than the video game. Because we yeah. were friends before video game. Yeah, but like not really. Yeah, it's true. We're still not really friends. Yeah. This is all a facade. <laughs> um, we don't even like this podcast. We just oh, do I it hate for it. the money. Um, uh, ironic, given we don't make any. Um, no, so I guess my context for this video game is that I played it a lot. Mm. Um, yeah. An awful lot. You know, I played it when it very first came out. You um, guys, you, there was a group of you who bought PCs. Well, so I the, built mine earlier. I think, you, I think you already had yours, but there was another. But you, you were part of that hype circle. Yeah. Well, because I back I, in the high school. Yeah. Because oh. I played Oblivion um, mm. way back in the day, and that was like the shiz. I right? mean, I I played Oblivion, but like I wasn't super into it. Yeah, I didn't I like it was jank as hell. And... I didn't like dig it. You know, it wasn't my scene. I was yeah. more into like your Assassin's Creed and stuff at that time. Um, but so the game, the game comes out, and it like I stayed up till like three a.m. on a school night to play. <laughs> on a school night, yeah, I was like shocking. I went, I went in um, for yeah, that dude. one, and man, I tell you what, that was a great video game. I think that uh, I, I remember my like experience of Skyrim was like I was playing. I played Oblivion beforehand, like I was playing mm-hmm. Oblivion up till release f- to sort of get into it. Um, there's like a photo on my Facebook of my character in Oblivion as far north as you can go on the map it's like there's the border of Cyrodiil Cyrodiil? Uh-huh. and there's maybe yeah I haven't been I haven't played sure, it in a while. Who knows? it's Cyrodiil um, and there's just like the the map label that just says Skyrim and I think my comment was just like please let me in yeah Um, and then I Very bought good. Skyrim for like $30 from some grey market key reseller you did that a lot on, I on like launch week so yeah. yeah that was like yeah that was early early days of like G2A oh, and shit like that that was man that was forever ago yeah but it's funny thinking back now you know it was there's a, there's a few video game experiences I've had which have been similar in that they've like the, the, well, the late night yeah like they've activated me in such a way that not because of the hype Skyrim was different <clears throat> because I think that was very cultural because uh, like the Elder Scrolls at that time 
was uh, like cultural but i think in the time since i've had similar experiences with video games where they've just activated me in a way that i wasn't necessarily expecting so like the witcher 3 is obviously like an easy shorthand example yeah uh, new vegas um these kind of rpgs that that they they hit the pleasure centers in my brain that i need for that kind of thing within me that like <laughs> to feel yeah you, makes, you need video games when to I, feel when i go to work i don't feel when i go to school i don't feel but when i play the skyrim i feel like it I was feel. kind of like that you know yeah and i fucking love that video game and i played the shit the ever-loving <laughs> shit out of it you know i i would do things like and this this speaks to i think why the game has has you know obviously bethesda really really like money but the other reason it's <laughs> yeah. been republished over and over again is it's it's the same reason why a lot of like open world games feel super good when you're playing them and you're playing the story but when they're done they just feel like these empty husks yeah um, you know like a watch dogs is a classic example um you know, think about all of those great RPGs you play, but when you finish them, you're like, well, there's nothing to do, right? Yeah. Whereas I Skyrim, f- even when you finish it, even well, like you haven't, you, you don't really finish yeah, Skyrim. You just return to the world to exist in it. And yeah. you feel like you're a part of that world when you're in it. And it's the same reason why, like, GTA games are so great and why, you know, Red Dead Redemption is one of the better games, uh, better RPG style systems that's been made is like, when you're in those worlds, it's not that you're playing the video game, it's that you take on the role of a character. Like, it's it's very good role-playing in that world, but that's only because the world is so well-realized. Yeah, that was, I've... Yeah. I've been having... So, with the with the game coming out on the Switch... The Nintendo I, Switch. I've had sort of my second big sort of playthrough of Skyrim. Yep. Not played this game much compared to you, mm-hmm. um, but I... I don't think anyone has. <laughs> no, I think you've got a high score, dude. Um, oh, there's... I have guys. this with, like, a lot of Bethesda games, namely two. Um, sort of this... This, cons- this sort of uh, process timeline where I'll buy the game some, you know, sort of fairly close to when it comes out. And then it'll just kind of like sit on my shelf, uh-huh. sit-, sit on my Steam library for just like, you know, a few years. You know, it'll mature like a good cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'll just kind of like, I'll be bored one evening. And I'll just be like, oh, stop playing Fallout New Vegas and change a 150 life. <laughs> yeah. hours later. I'm just like, oh, that was, that was a fun game. Man. And it's sort of just like put game. it down, leave. Um, and then every now and then you're like, <clears throat> I'll play Skyrim now. Well, that was the thing. Like I, I've had, like when a game came out, I didn't really get into it. Like I played it, yeah, for like 20 hours, which is like, that's nothing. Like that's yeah. not playing Skyrim. That's the tip, that's um, tip of the ice. That's, yeah, it's just the tippity top. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, I put it away for a while and then, and I had... I had sort of one playthrough, probably like twenty fourteen ish, where I sort of I got reasonably sort of in depth. Like I've I have I've yet to finish the main quest. Mm-hmm. I don't know what character I'll do that on. Yeah, not my current one. Nah, um, it's, I, no, yeah. it's no good. No, it's like I've I know it sucks. Um, you just got to get off those very good dragon <clears throat> shout powers. Yeah, that's all. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but like I, you know, my first character because I was you know twelve or no, I was like what however old I was. Um, I don't know, man. It was the yeah, I did the classic like bow and arrow stealth. Nice. I did the Dark Brotherhood yeah. Thieves Guild. I did all you that shit. An edge Lord. Oh, dude, absolutely. I oh, was like a, I was a Khajiit, I think, or nice. a dark elf, maybe. You're like, give me a cat, man. Yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that thing that everyone fucking does. Yeah. Um, and so like I've always had that sort of experience with Skyrim, but mm-hmm. playing through it on the Switch, I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Like I've played the da- I played the Archer. I've played played the Mage. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to play a dude with hammers. Nice. So, uh, my current character is just a dude with hammers. And I've... You get a, you get an interesting perspective when, you, when you've when you sort of grown up and you're less of an ed- edgelord and you play Skyrim again and yeah. it's actually better. Oh, dude. There's so many more... Because it's a weird thing. Well, if you play 
when you play evil, when you play evil in these games, the game just kind of like it gives you a bit too much. Like it gives you a bit too much freedom. It's just like, oh, this door's locked. You're like, well, good thing I have no morals and like 80 lock picking. Yeah, you can bypass most problems. Yeah, and it's like there's no there's no passion. Like you don't hate anyone as an evil character. You just kind of you're just kind of generally a dick. But like I've been playing like playing through this. I've been like, I'm gonna be I wanna be I wanna be a good guy. Yeah. So I joined the Imperials because the fucking Stormcloaks are racist Nazi scum. I f- Wait, do you mean the other way around? I can't remember which route. The which Stormcloaks one? are super racist. Stormcloaks. Which ones they're are the they? Nords. They're the Nords. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. they're super racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can never remember which way around. I've, I, I dropped the main storyline and I did Dawnguard because I just fucking hate vampires. I've just been murking vampires. They're um, pretty good to kill on. I went to Riften and fucking hated it, which you- I... Well, it's the worst of it's 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 this weird thing where like playing a good character there's so much like you're like this is just there's so much stuff that's like you can hate yeah you can like get angry at someone because they're actually someone you can hate you can be like you know Alfred Stormcloak Stormcloak is a legitimate asshole because he killed a bunch of people overthrow the the stable society because he had a wiener like he just like like had a hard on for being in power, and then just like and then like encouraged everyone to literally become Trump supporters. It's like- wild to me. And then at some <laughs> point during that transaction, he gets arrested for it, which makes total sense. And then yeah. gets off the and hook then gets away of a fucking dragon. And and then he's like, I guess I won't face my crime punishment. No, it's like I guess I'll just run away to my city state Buck that I've taken over. Yeah. But like. Like, God, oh, He's man. a militia leader. Man, killing him is just... I guess spoiler alert, but... Bleh, like, mm, killing him is... Oh, feels especially good. with a hammer? With a war hammer? Uh, oh, no, man. I, I set that I've... cunt on fire. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, burn, bitch. But it, it's like... So, yeah, this character I've been playing, like, it's really interesting, because it's like, you know, you can... You can play a character who, like, hates vampires, and you can just go and murk all the vampires, except for that one that's part of the storyline but you can tell her to not be a vampire anymore which i was very happy about yeah. but yeah we're getting down to the patreon thing yeah um but and you know you can hate you can hate racists because the game's full of racists correct and like you know there's yeah, all these the super there's, racist there's all this like awesome role playing that you can do if you just play like a a human being with empathy well you, yeah i and i th- i think that that's one of the biggest flaws of bethesda like, games in general and i've t- Fuck, I've done, like, eight videos on this, but I'm going to bring it up again because I just think it's so important. Like, one of the biggest fuck-ups in Fallout 4 is the first time, and they do this in every Bethesda game, the first time you come across a locked door, um, there's a lockpick and then there's a computer terminal that opens it, yeah. and you have to either hack or lockpick. But if you just walk around the room, you find immediately, like, a key to the door and the password to the computer in a drawer or something. Yeah. Which, in theory, like... In an, in an abstract environment, it makes sense that you can by- bypass that obstacle. But really what the game tells you immediately is, like, you can bypass any challenge if you just poke around and find an immediate solution. There's no... You don't have to, like, bang your head against the wall being like, what's the fucking password of this computer? Like, really, what you should have to do is, instead of hacking the computer, you should have to, like, look around the room in this guy's office and try and work out what the fuck his password is, <laughs> based on the evidence there. I, I, I don't think they would ever do that. No, but, like, <laughs> if you were trying to build a compelling case for including lockpicking in your video game, that's a pretty good one. You know? Or do it like the, the system in... Uh, the Last of Us, where the lockpick, the number of lockpicks that you have actually matters because they're used for something else. Yeah. Well, whatever it is. But that, that was one of my biggest problems with Skyrim in general, is like when you do play those characters that 
the game clearly like in in a gamifying way makes more strong against everything like your stealth characters the only time that stealth characters are bad is when you're fighting a dragon but you can get away from with that with just by like shooting them with a 10 million hours or just by being near a city yeah and a lot of people do the work for you but one of the most interesting ways to play skyrim is on the legendary difficulty because everything is hard the world is like out to kill you (laughs) at every stage and every turn and it means that you end up playing with this like it was so when I, because I, you know, when I picked up the remastered edition, um, which is fantastic. So what one's that? The, the that's, special edition. Yeah, mm, most yes. recent one. You got it. I got it for free on Steam. because yeah. I had the original Skyrim, and it's like gorgeous, and the shaders are fantastic. And I installed a bunch of mods on top of that to make it look even better. Um, and then I played through the video game with no companions on legendary. And I was playing this sort of conservative survival like scrappy fighter character yeah and it was the most rewarding experience i've had with the video game because what it taught me was like hey skyrim is actually like this world in which if the world is awful it forces you to make really hard decisions all the time Mm. like you know i I had a survival mod on that made it was like as like temperatures and stuff and food and all that and so you can play with that briefly on pc and it's like the the kind of decisions that you make are like okay well i gotta walk to that next town because that's where my quest objective is but yeah. i need i need food. to prepare for the walk. yeah you're like i need to walk through the, the 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 snowstorm but also i need food and warmth and there's a guy in front of me who i can clearly see is like a guy working in a food store but i have no money left i could just kill him and take it or you're like you actually start to have those conversations with yourself yeah. you're like shit do i kill this isn't that a slippery slope to then you know you have that thought process and you go no 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 I'll see if he has any work for me and I'll try and get some coin. And then you start to build like your this relationship with the world in a way that the vanilla game super duper wants you to do, but is so afraid to be non-accessible that they never like take any risks. Yeah, there's like there's elements of playing Skyrim without mods that I'm kind of like, you know, like, oh, I wish I could mod this out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the big one for me is like I, I hate being the dragonborn. Mm-hmm. I think it's the worst part of Skyrim. Like I it's it's like one of the few reasons why I think it's like one of the few reasons I think Oblivion is better than Skyrim. You're just a dude not in this, Oblivion. Not in the, yeah, not in the sense that Oblivion is better because it's really not. It's also people poor. that say that are super wrong. People also, who say that Morrowind are better. They're they're, they're totally <laughs> they're more wrong. They're totally different games as well. I think that's like something that people get really. It's like comparing Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. Right. They're not but at like all if similar. But Fallout 4 was really good. Yeah. And it's like, because Fallout 3 is garbage and Fallout 4 is a different kind of New garbage. Vegas is... And New Vegas I is like different. the a shining idol on a pedestal where you look up at it and you say to yourself, how... They should hire Obsidian more often. How is everyone not hiring Obsidian <laughs> to make their video games? Like, why didn't the Batman franchise be like, Obsidian, please make our spin-off series? Whatever. Like, yeah, absolutely. Everyone should be like, hey, Obsidian, do our fucking role-playing game. Yeah. Because they nail it. They, they, every they time because they get it they get the systems you need and the world to feel the way it needs to and that's something that i got frustrated with with skyrim that's kind of why i put it down obviously i don't i played like 600 hours or whatever so i also got <laughs> so that's out. one reason to put it down yeah i done it done all, you know? yeah but then what i realized is like i'd done it all in one way and that had right. given me one experience with the game and then coming back to it when when the remaster came out um that completely changed my perspective on the game. I went from being like this. I love this game because I have this like deep, um, you know, it it occupied a place in my life, and it occupied a time in my life. Whereas now, for me, it's that second experience that it, I think of it as a good game now because of that experience. It's not just a significant part of 
like my growing up or whatever right yeah which i think like that's like an important distinction it's like you can love a game because of when it was and why it was and when you were and why you were versus like taking a step back and being like this game actually has this game amazing like potential really good yeah yeah and that was that that was like the, sh- the pivot point for me was when i came back to it in that way and i think i don't know whether this, this is a product of a lot of games are pretty cynical about the way that you play them now. So, like, a good example is, and I love The Witcher 3. It's one of my favorite games of all time. But there's a sequence um, about two or three hours in um, where you're going to hunt a griffin. And you sort of your first main big hunting project is hunting this griffin. Yeah. And you have your, your companion with you the whole time. And he kind of... He kind of mansplains what to do a little bit throughout <laughs> the thing. Mansplains? Yeah, like, you meet up with him periodically, and he's like, okay, Geralt, now do the next thing. That's like, yeah. oh, I'm a fucking witcher. I should know what to do. Yeah. You know, it's kind of... it. It's not bad storytelling, but it sucks in a way that I'm like, just let me do it my way. Like, yeah. I just want to... Like, if I want to go talk to the woman and find out what the griffins do, I'm going to go talk... Or if I want to go to the library in the town over and get a book about it, and I'm going to do that. Like... Don't feel the need to be like, hey, I think you should do this. Like, I can probably work it out. Yeah. But I get why it's there. And that's something that Skyrim did less of. Skyrim, I would argue, is even on, like, the complete opposite of the spectrum, where the game will explain nothing to you, where, you know, to the point in sort of the idea that if there's, like, a weird sort of... Let's say you're doing a quest where... It's like, oh, lead lead our army to take over this fort, which is a pretty common thing in Skyrim mm-hmm. if you do the Civil War quests. Yep. And it's like, there's no, like, guy going up, coming up to you going like, all right, here's how you, here's how you move our troops. You, you, you stand, you press the B button to go into command mode. It's like, there's none of that. Like, it's just, it's a weird quest where you can just go in and stand around and you'll probably complete it because all the they other guys will kill job. them for you. But it's, and it's a weird thing where it's like, it's the complete opposite side of the spectrum because you don't have that character talking to you going like, you know, do this, do get that. this done. This is how you do it. This yeah. is how you do that. And it's not, it's also not super interactive. Like most, a lot of the quests in Skyrim revolve around exist in a place and make someone else stop existing. Like that's the two quests in Skyrim. Yeah. It's like be somewhere kill a thing but there's so much like weird kind of the the process of existing in a place and killing a a, a, making someone else not exist in a place anymore is like it's that play by play that's so much more interesting than just like the act of going to kill someone that like makes it sort of puts it in a different different kind of field than something like the witcher where the witcher is like you know do all of these like really different things because we've written like a ridiculous quest engine that lets us do all this cool yeah. dynamic shit and you're like oh that's really cool there's a lot of like interactivity where right. skyrim is they're, just they're like discreet yeah interaction skyrim like, is like you know here's a set of you know most of the really interesting quests in skyrim are like here's a set of characters that all have these interesting motives and like every character you'll have like three kind of interactions with that you can choose you know Mm -hmm. it'll be like one of the interactions will be like you know talk to them and they'll tell you to do a thing or give you a thing and then you talk to someone else like another interaction will be like talk to them slightly differently and then the third interaction is just like kill them something will happen like there's a like some quests you can't sort of just take the kill route but um like, I had a few quests where 
and this was kind of my character's hatred for certain people coming uh-huh. through. Like, yeah. my character, like at the start of a quest, I would immediately have opinions of people in the quest, and I'd be like, "I hate you. You're cool. Fuck you." Like, yeah, and which is so powerful. And like- Skyrim will do a thing where it'll a lot of its quests it'll put you into sort of like moral dilemmas where it'll right. it'll throw you onto both sides of the plate. And make you, and you, it'll give you like both p- perspectives from the story, and it'll be like, oh, you know, this guy's really nice, but he's stealing money from the poor, and this guy's like a thief, but he's doing it to feed his family. But like the way I was playing it, it was just like, well, he's a thief, yeah, fuck him. Yeah, you're like, get that guy. <laughs> and like literally, the moment I got the chance, I just mark them. Right, and, and that's, like, that's and, so and, crazy. And a lot of the quests would actually weirdly facilitate it, where it's it will- just like, you don't like vampires? Have I got news for you? Whoa. It's happening on the uh, computer. Boom, things opened up. It's it's probably fine. <laughs> I think you just you just gotta you gotta you got pop up. Oh no. So, certain software got, got updated. Itself. Um mm. No, what I was gonna say fuck, what were you saying? Um I was talking about how the like the, the kill option is yeah, very interesting. So to me what I like about the way that Skyrim plays when you do pick like here's the thing. It's easy to be like morally ambiguous anti-hero and be like oh yeah and this this is a journey that i've gone on this year which we'll talk about more in the patreon only section of this podcast but um something that has happened to me this year is i went from at the start of the year being like i don't give a shit everything's bad the world's going to hell this is all bald now where i'm like anything earnest that expresses like an a complex interesting message of hope i'm like that's fucking excellent yeah and this video game skyrim a uh, game six years old actually rewards <laughs> you from like picking a perspective and sticking with it yeah if you like if you want to be a guy who does good stuff then you can go out and do good stuff and you end up feeling things about it if you want to be a guy that's like actually malicious and like not not a guy that's like i'm gonna steal it's, everything it's, and it's, do sneak stuff it's the um if you if like if you compare it to like D, um like alignment it's like Everyone on their first playthrough plays the chaotic neutral. Yep. Or, or like chaotic evil. And it's like, that's really, that's like, you know, every, as soon as someone comes to a D&D campaign, they're like, my character's chaotic neutral. You're just like, fuck, you're going to be the worst. You're just going to like, yeah, because I it, take my pants off and whip my dick around because yeah. I'm chaotic neutral. Because that, that's, that's your first instinct when you go, this new world to play and I'm going to be the gonna, person I'm I can gonna, never be. Yeah. You know, whereas what you should do is go, well, what are my like ideals like, let, actually? Let's, yeah, let's with? let's pick a set of ideals and let's stick to them and see what happens. And it turns out to be these really interesting things where you feel like morally conflicted because you suddenly have to go, oh no, this isn't what I would. This is what my guy would do. Well, my favorite thing was when I was playing through Dawnguard. It's like when when Serana got sort of revealed as being this NPC character, I was just like, ah, fucking have to lug this vampire bitch around. Like, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, and. Sort of later in the later in that storyline, she gives you the option of like you need to you need to do a thing. She's just like I can either just make you a vampire, done and done. You can just do that, like, and you know you can do the thing, or I can rip out part of your soul, leaving you half dead, store it in this gem, which we may or may not lose, um, and just see what happens. And I was like, second, <laughs> I was like, second one, thanks, because fuck vampires. Yeah, it was this weird thing where it's just like. The easy route and, like, the cool route, because that's, like, the first time you get the solid option of make me a vampire. Yeah. Um, no, it's about the second time. But it, it's one of the times you can... You, the game constantly is just like, do you want to be a vampire? And I'm like, no. It constantly gives me the fucking pre-vampirism disease, and I'm like, potion of cure disease. You gotta get a fucking amulet of... Oh, the camera's off. Why the camera off? Oh, the camera's off. Hang on. We're, we're, gonna, we're gonna run some... Dave's gonna run some diagnoses. I'm gonna keep talking. Um, but it, it's like the... 
the this point where the game is just like you can either be a vampire, which is you know cool, interesting. It's it's what this DLC is all about, or you can or you can run or you can do this horrible thing that might kill your character. And I was like, this game really wants me to be a vampire, but like I'm not gonna be a vampire. Minor technical difficulties, but mm, we're back. Baby. We're back with a different different, different camera. camera. Um, <laughs> so I guess something that I wanted to talk about a little bit before, to kind of I guess tie all this together is. Really, the reason that I think it's important to think about why this game has been made so many times is that when you nail the kind of freedom of experience that Skyrim did, and don't get me wrong, like a lot of the quest stories in inverted commas in Skyrim aren't good because the main one isn't like that great, yeah. and a lot of the faction ones is just like go here, do this. Where it, yeah. but it's 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 the stuff in the open world where you can affect the world in really small ways that is so fascinating to me, like. You can just do quests where a guy's like, hey, um, my donkey died and my shit's still on the road. Can you go get it? And you're like, you're like right. fucking fine. Yeah. Or a guy's like, hey, this guy stole apples from my apple shop. Can you go steal them back? My, my favorite quests are the ones that sit in the miscellaneous tab mm-hmm. that then open up into like not a long quest line, but like a short and succinct one. And right. like a, with a really... With like a lot of really cool options and like you know it, it ends and it wraps itself up really quickly and it's just like a really fun like one hour experience right and then you go cool that was like a nice narrative i experienced yeah that's exactly i mean that's what we talked about last week with ac origins and i think why that well works but i think i think whereas that game does a good job of letting you be the kind of sheriff character and and, and interact in delicate ways in the world i think skyrim goes the other direction where it's like you can just affect things by doing shit a lot so, like, you you know, you don't necessarily make the world a better place by being a character in Skyrim, but you have the option to, like, make some small people's lives better. And I think that, or worse, if you want, like, it's up to you, you know. There's a really cool quest line in Whiterun where there's two, like, kind of uh, opposing families, um, and you can kind of choose to resolve their issues, make one on top, make one, you know, on the bottom, whatever, or kind of bring them both down. But it's like, okay, that's like a weird, like, why would you include that quest in a game about killing dragons yeah but the game isn't about killing dragons the game is about being someone in the world who's able to change things and that that ability like you know and also there's a lot of dragons there are a ton of dragons <laughs> um but that ability to like go into a place and affect change you know the 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 solstheim dlc um with with the the dragon with you know the other dude with mirak and that uh, whole dragon quest. boy um yeah with yeah. that whole quest um that's such a cool location and the quest is so weird that it feels like they were like, okay, let's do something Buckwild, guys. We're going to do something Buckwild. And they just did yeah. it, and it's fun and interesting, and the characters there are super different than in Skyrim, and the environment's super... Like, it feels different. And that, to me, is where you go, okay, well, that's that tells you how well-crafted the main game is, because when you go to a new place, it you, you can tell you're there. Because people talk differently, they look different, you feel like you're doing different things for different reasons, like, you start to change. You know, I changed a bit of my morals during that that sequence when I was playing on the legendary difficulty. I'd gone yeah. from this guy who was like, I will do anything to survive, where I was like, I gotta take this guy down. <laughs> like, I gotta, I have to kill him, because he's fucking this place up. Yeah. And he was making, but it was, like, also, like, self-interest, because I was like, he's making it harder for me to get around, because of all of his demons or whatever. It's kind of similar to all the vampires with, uh... Yeah. With... Dawn God, I yeah. Like I would, I would go to a place, and then there would be like a, there'd be like a guy wearing a robe, just like walking along the, uh, walking along the path. He'd be like, oh, what's this guy doing? I go up to him, and it's just like talk to traveler. I'm like, cool. I press A, and he turns around. He's like, aha! And I'm like, oh, it's a vampire. Yeah, right. It's it's like it's like that intersection of 
um, of it's 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 neo democracy basically or neo democratic liberalism basically where it's like in, you've got like you've got like selfishness which is like I'm gonna do this just for me fuck everyone else right I don't want to pay taxes I want my money then you've got selflessness which is like I'm gonna help anyone for no reason but the real valuable thing is self interest where it's like I'm gonna help them because it also helps me that's when shit gets done and I guess what I'm saying is that Skyrim is a socialist tool. <laughs> To infect the minds of the young? Yeah. But if that's what it does, like, how good that a video game teaches you that you can do good in the world that also benefits you, and that's how together we actually make change? And it, it doesn't come from you being like, I killed the killed the giant dragon! It's like, yeah. I helped the guy with his fucking apples, though. Or I helped the guy, like, you know, kill the, well, the flame atronauk that was hanging out in his backyard, so now I don't gotta, you know... Killing, okay. the, killing dragons has such little fanfare beyond the first one. Even the first one's got very minimal fanfare, but, like... You know, yeah, saving some boys' apples or, you know, yeah. going to someone's house and picking up a, a sword from the desk or just giving a sword to someone. It's, it's like, it's like, oh, congratulations, here's 800 gold. It's like, I didn't bloody get 800 gold yeah. when I killed the dragons right. all the time. And, and I think that's- I get souls. I don't even like souls. Yeah, you're like, I don't need them. But that's that's a cool, like, and th- this is why I don't think- I think power, power fantasies in that way are kind of like slipping away from being popular is that- there's nothing better than, like, simulating actually doing, like, making a difference. Even if you're a bad character doing bad shit, you're still making things happen. Yeah. Like, you're affecting change. And Skyrim is a game that lets you affect change in, like, a ton of, baj- like, a bajillion different people's lives in the game. You know, I've, I've played the game so much that I know the locations and the spaces and the characters in them. And when I play new characters, I'm like, oh, he definitely going to hate this guy because this Do- guy, you know. Yeah, because I'm still in the phase where, like, things will, like, catch me off guard. Like, I helped some guy in Whiterun, and then, like, two days later, I'm there walking along, and he's just like, oh, hey, friend, here, have this, and he gives me, like, eight gold. And I'm like, first of all, I don't need your charity, but, like, second of all... Thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it. And now whenever I see him, I'm like, oh, hey, man. And it's, it's yeah. he's like, I've made a friend in Skyrim. It's so, and <laughs> that's why, like, when people look back at it, and they're like, man, you know, that's the difference between, like... When we look back at Fallout 3 and we look back at Skyrim and we look back at Oblivion, the reason that Skyrim stands out as like such a fucking hallmark is because you get to have those emotional moments. Like, emotional is the wrong word, but you, you, you engage with the world if you actually do put the work in emotionally to engage with the world. That's like a crazy thing that most games don't get you to do. Mm. If you put, if you invest your time and you know, psychic energy into Skyrim, you will get rewarded with... Put your put your mind-brain power in? Yeah, you get rewarded with, like, a better experience. And that's, like, a fucking wild thing to put in a video game that has sold as many copies as Skyrim has and has such, like, a broad appeal. You know, there's... Yeah, it's it's not just there's a layer of gameplay that is for casuals and there's, like, a layer of harder gameplay for harder, you know, hardcore veterans. Yeah. It's... There's a layer of investment and interaction for normal people and then if you actually put the time in the game genuinely rewards you for it with with better interactions you feel more a part of the world and the world building is more like the whole it's 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 like a domino effect and then you end up having this experience like you know the 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 night when i was the night when i finished um this big quest when i was playing the survival character um it was like horrifically difficult to go- I can't think of even what the mission was. It must have been a Dawn Guard quest or something or other. But it was just like this incredible slog, and I used up all my resources, and I had like no coin yeah. whatsoever. And I was like, I have to fucking walk back somehow to like White Run to go to sleep <laughs> so that it- I don't die of like. Does it disable run- like fast travel as well? Uh, I just don't use fast travel. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I 
I'm still at the phase where I you have a liberal use of fast travel. It's you got it's a slippery slope though. You got to be real careful. Yeah, um, I'm I'm considering like I I, th- I think another cool thing with Skyrim is that you can't actually do everything with a single character. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's physical. Like in terms of even in terms of like skilling up. Like yeah, you yeah. can't play half the game as two handed and be like, oh, I want to go. I want to go r- light armor and ranger now. Like it doesn't, doesn't really it just doesn't let you. So it forces you to like go back, start again, and then. You're kind of encouraged to like maybe do something else, like right. maybe maybe don't go to yeah, White Run, maybe different. maybe go to a different city first. Yeah, do something different first, and that's like yeah. a cr- like everyone goes to River Run and then they all go to whatever it's called Riverwood. Yeah, and, and then, then they go to White Run, Run and, and then, then they, they become yeah. the Thane, and then it's like you can just do other stuff. Yeah, and that's such a rewarding like different narrative, and that's why I think going back a second time is like so crazy powerful in that game, especially if you go in with the intent of doing a specific thing. Yeah, and. That's one of the reasons that I keep coming back to it is like when you do and when you invest the game rewards you for that investment. That's not something that every video game does. And I think that when people talk about what Bethesda does really well, they get they they sort of conflate the well building and they conflate the, um, you know, the the first person stuff and they conflate the combat and they conflate the vats and they conflate all this stuff um, as being the same thing that's good about the game as those interactions and they want to you know that they want they want the game to be well rebuked because it has features that other rpgs do well but the truth is skyrim is good because it does things that most rpgs don't which is those small interactions that let you like when you do engage with the world ideologically and you know emotionally you actually get something out of it it's a bloody good game it's fucking fantastic (laughs) It's that time of the week, Ben. Where can people find us? Uh, uh, Facebook. Uh, DCMWorks Social. YouTube. YouTube.com slash DCMWorks. Twitter. Uh, at DCM underscore works. Patreon. Almost forgot that one. Pa- 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 Patreon. Patreon.com slash DCMWorks. I just did the mail outs for the t-shirts this oh. week. Oh, hell yeah. Everybody got that t-shirt coming. I'm wearing mine right now. It's I'm very not. nice. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a walk shirt. It's very nice. Um, so your t-shirts are in the mail. Um, I think most of them have arrived. It took me a minute to get it all organized, but I think they look fantastic. Um, and I'm really, you know, we really appreciate you guys supporting us. It does help out the show. It means I can afford to pay for the cameras and the lights and the beer and the time and the shoes and the editing equipment and the editing software. It really does help out. Uh, so if you do want to help support us, that's the best place you can do it. Uh, a buck a month seriously does help. Like you'd be surprised how much difference it makes. Um, that's you know it's it's a it's another chip at, at the edge of the server cost or the you know whatever it is so we really appreciate it um patreon.com slash dcmworks and also thanks to fucking all the patrons man you're keeping it 100 as the kids say one one hundo one hundo yep um but if you want to get some merch uh the patreon only shirts you can't buy this until the same time next year but if you do want to buy Christ, a year away yeah Boy. There'll, there'll be new shirts with it though. There'll oh, be a new okay. line is it's going to be an ever expanding Patreon only. We're going to do a Black Friday sale next year. Yeah, until I've rigged up a proper database when you can go and buy them whenever you want. It'll just be once a year, um, because this baby boy has never done any databasing before, but he's going <laughs> to learn just for you cats. Um, but yeah, so if if you do want to um, check out some t-shirts, if you want to buy some, where can they do that, Benjamin? T-shirts, buy merch. Where can they buy merch? Redbubble. Yeah. What's the link though? I was prompting com you. forward slash people forward slash DCMR. Yeah, I was kind of turning it on you because you normally. I, I forgot who our merch provider yeah, was. Yeah, because you do sec. the thing and then I turn it. Yeah. We might be switching to Spreadshirt soon because they have a better privacy setting for some of that stuff, but keep you guys updated. The shirts will be up there forever anyway. Um, save some kind of Trump based apocalypse. But <laughs> yeah, 
I think that's it. We didn't it's do more likely than you this think week because our recommendation is fucking Skyrim. Oh yeah, um, that's, that's all I've been play learning. it wherever, whatever box it comes on. Every it's probably on your iPhone. Like, that's the one I've. I, I'm surprised they haven't jumped it to mobile. Oh, yet. you know Todd Howard gonna fuck with AR. He gonna be like, "You guy play Skyrim real life, please." Uh, I mean, well, they've done, they're, yeah, they're bad. doing Skyrim VR, which mm, yeah, um, that's not. But on top of that, if you are a patron, we're gonna be posting a part two to this episode, which is just gonna be us. We're just gonna kind of like, talk about Skyrim for yeah, a few pr- hours, Bethesda games, and see what happens. Yeah. Um, we're gonna see how like detached from reality we can become. <laughs> um, well, see- there goes gravity. Oh. It's no, a- I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the M&M. Um, okay. But yeah, that's... Should have done it. Uh, that's <laughs> it for the show this week, Ben. Uh, I'm at DCMOHitPie. I'm at Literal Citrus. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.